Welcome to the Teaching and Lectio podcast for the Abbey, a contemplative vineyard church in Columbus, Ohio. You can find previous teachings and our contemplative reading of the scriptures on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website at theabbeycolumbus.church. There, you'll also find important announcements, along with the location and time of our all-church gatherings and community groups throughout the city. The Abbey is committed to being a church that helps people notice and nurture the work of God in their own lives, in the lives of others, and in the world around us. Here's this week's message. So our scripture reading uh, comes from Acts chapter 8, beginning in verse 4. If you're new with us, this is our Lectio Divina service. Uh, We're going to read the scripture together several times through. Um, And today, it's a longer passage, and I want you to just allow yourself to imagine yourself into the story as it unfolds. So you can close your eyes and do that and just listen to my words. If it's going to be helpful for you, the text will also be up front. I want to encourage you guys, if you have a Bible at home, bring, bring it, particularly on these Lectio days. And if you need a Bible, we'd be happy to find a way to get you a Bible. So Acts chapter 8, beginning in verse 4. I'm going to read it entirely through this first time, and I want you just to imagine your way into the story. So therefore, those who had been scattered went about preaching or proclaiming the good news of Jesus. And Philip, he went down to the city of Samaria, and he began proclaiming Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord were giving attention to what was said by Philip as they heard and saw the signs which he was performing. He was performing miracles. For in the case of many who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of them, shouting with a loud voice. And many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was much rejoicing in the city. And there was a certain man named Simon who formerly was practicing magic in the city and astonishing the people of Samaria, claiming to be someone great. And they all, from smallest to greatest, were giving attention to Simon, saying, this man is what is called the great power of God. And they were giving him attention because he had for a long time astonished them with the art of magic, the magic arts. But when they believed Philip, who was preaching the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were being baptized, men and women alike. And even Simon himself believed. And after being baptized, he continued on with Philip. And as he observed signs and great miracles taking place, he was constantly amazed. Now when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent them Peter and John. So Peter and John are coming down to Samaria. And they came down and they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Now when Simon saw that the Spirit was bestowed through the laying on of the the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give this authority to me as well, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have no part or portion in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. 
Therefore, repent of the wickedness of yours and pray the Lord that if possible, the intention of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bondage of iniquity. But Simon answered and said, pray to the Lord for me yourselves so that nothing of what you have come have said may come upon me. This is the word of the Lord. So as I read through this next time, slowly, I want to offer a couple of suggestions for you to think and pray about and just chew on. So come back with me to the text. Therefore, those who had been scattered, they went about preaching the word. And Philip went down to the city of Samaria and began proclaiming Christ to them. And the multitudes, with one accord, were giving attention to what was said by Philip as they heard and saw the signs which he was performing. For in the case of many who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of them shouting with a loud voice. And many who had been healed, many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was much rejoicing in that city. I want you to think about your life and your world and your involvement in this city. Where do you see the kingdom of God being proclaimed? What looks like the kingdom around you? Where is that happening in your home? in your friendships, maybe in your work? Are there any signs of the kingdom at work in your life? The text says that many people were rejoicing throughout the city. Could you just find something that's happening around you and take a moment and rejoice in your heart? Is there a place in your life where love feels like it's blossoming? Or maybe healing is beginning to take place. Maybe fear or loneliness are beginning to be pushed back by the power of God in your life. Where is that happening?
Maybe another way of asking this is where in your life is the Spirit of God just blowing gently? Could you take a moment and just rejoice in your heart over that? And there was a certain man named Simon, and he was a sorcerer. He was purveying witchcraft, basically, throughout the city. I'm not sure exactly what that would have looked like, but imagine somebody in your life right now who seems caught up in darkness. Is there anyone in your life right now that seems caught up in darkness? Maybe immobilized by fear or caught up in addiction. Chasing after greed. Like, is there anyone in your life that you could look at and think, man, if they could come to know God, wow, that would be amazing. Who is that in your life? And what would it look like for that person in your life to hear and receive the good news of Jesus? Could you allow God in this moment as you reflect on this person, allow God to give you his heart for them? right now as you think it says that many people believed the good news about Jesus that Philip was preaching And they were baptized. And even Simon himself, the sorcerer, began to believe. And they observed together 
signs and great miracles taking place. And when all of this began to unfold, Peter and John came down from Jerusalem that they may receive the Holy Spirit. And they began laying their hands on them and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. And Simon saw the Spirit was bestowed through the laying on of the apostles' hands. And Simon offered them money, and he basically said, listen, I want this power too. Can I buy it? Sometimes we need to let the text ask us questions. So here's a question. Is there anything that you're doing in your life that feels like you're bargaining with God? Like, God, if you will just give me this, I will do this. any way that you're coming to God as though God were like a cosmic vending machine. Transactional. The good news is that God is a giver of gifts and he's a giver of the Holy Spirit, but you don't have to buy it. And there's no transaction that will give it to you. Ask God to just reveal if there's any way in which you are trying to transact with God as though you could give up something so that God could do something for you. Instead, could you just come to God with open hands and ask him to give you the gift of himself and his presence? In this passage, the word of the good news is proclaimed. The power of God 
is poured out on people. And it's 100% a free gift. Just take a, a, a moment to respond to this with a brief prayer in your heart to God. What would you like to say back to God right now? Just offer God a prayer. And we finish with just a time of, of resting in God's presence. Holy Spirit, we invite you just to come and increase your presence right now. In Christ's name, amen. Okay, friends, so I think for some of you, this is probably your first time doing this very slow reading of the scriptures. Now, we just want to uh, offer just a couple thoughts. Here's why we do this. Um, I don't know that the sort of awkwardness of sitting in silence in a room full of people will ever go away. So if it feels awkward for you, um, it's okay. It's fine. It's, we can just do it. That's my first thing I want to say to you. So if this is your first time, just, just know that, like, we're not weird people. We're just trying to do something in the world around the Word of God, the Scriptures. The second thing is that I want to really highlight for us in this text as we head. What we're going to do next is we're actually going to break up into smaller little groups for about, about eight to ten minutes and just be able to try to say out loud maybe something that we're wrestling with or chewing on in this particular passage what stood out to you? Like, did you become aware of anything? Did you become aware of a person in your life uh, that you're just like, man, I would love for them to know the grace and the love of God. We'd love to, to give you an opportunity to just name who that person is and we could pray for them. Um, maybe you've become aware that there's a way that you bargain with God. God, if you give me this, I will do this thing. Has anybody ever had that happen in, their, in your life? Um, I'm raising my hand here. What this passage, thank you hand raisers, what this passage will show us is that that's actually not how God works. Sometimes we think that, that that's how God works, where we sort of make bargains with God. I heard a story recently about somebody who in the middle of having a car crash, 
like they knew it was unfolding and, and things began to slow down for them in that moment. And they made an, a bargain with God. God, if you get me through this car crash, if I survive, I will give my life to you. And um, that's like a prayer of desperation. And on the one hand, that's like, oh, okay. Okay, we can work with that. <laughs> and on the other hand, there's this bargaining feature that we sometimes get caught up in where we think that we have to give up something in order to please God or become something in order for God to love us or to do something great in order for God to pay attention to us. And what this passage shows us is that none of that is true. God's grace is a free gift to you. And our posture before God is just this. We open up our hands and we welcome God's presence. So I wonder if you've become present at all to any way that you are wanting to be transactional with God. And could you in a few moments just say out loud, yeah, like I do that. And here's the way that I do that. And then we can create some space to pray for you. And the last thing is even people who had said yes to the good news had not yet received the power of the Holy Spirit. So um, I would just love for you to chew on that a little bit in conversation or maybe just in your own heart. And then one of the things that we're going to make space for at the end of our service today when we pray for people is if you feel like you could really use like a fresh touch of the power of God, the Holy Spirit's presence in your life, we would love to pray for you. Does this make sense? Okay. So um, if you hate everything that we're doing right now, that's totally fine. Um, I know that like these kinds of spaces don't really exist much in the world, but here's the good news. The good news is that we only do this once a month. So uh, if you are like, man, I do not like what's happening right now, that's okay. We're doing it because one of the things that we really are trying to do in the life of this church is we're trying to demonstrate some ways that you on your own throughout the week, the other 166 hours of the week, you guys know there are 168 hours of the week, and we basically do church like two hours a week, and then you've got 166 other hours, and you're like, what do I absolutely do to try to nurture my life with God? Guys, the scriptures are here for you, and we're just trying to teach you how to ask questions of the scriptures and allow the scriptures to ask questions of you. And I just think that when we do it together, we're all going to learn, okay? So we're going to take about 10 minutes. We're going to break up. It's going to feel a little awkward for about 30 seconds, but do it anyway. You're going to break up in a few little groups. Um, maybe find some people that you feel safe with. And if you don't know a lot of people, then uh, ask somebody if they are safe. And uh, just turn around and have little groups of like, you know, three or four or five or so. And we're going to take about 10 minutes and then talk, and then we're going to um, come back up and make some time for worship, okay? All right. Go to it. Blessings. Blessings.